What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 382 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast, Hot Tags of the Week, where I will be breaking down some of the current events, the rumors, the news, the gossip, and everything else that went down in the world of professional wrestling over the past few days that I feel like talking about. Who am I? I am your host as always, Tony Mango. So, let's get into these hot tags. Uh, I'm going to start one off, actually, with something that I don't know too much about, which is not the best way to start off a podcast, but what the hell, why not? And that is that WWE is moving their headquarters. They are going to be going to a completely different complex. It's still going to be in Stamford, so really nothing's all going to change all that much as far as people just going like, oh, heading up to Stamford and different like discussions like that. But the building itself is actually going to be changed over. They're going to get a brand new building and uh, sign a whole new lease and do everything that goes along with that. So I will not begin to pretend that I know what any of this entails in the grand scheme of things. But uh, to read a quick thing about this, they're going to be moving to a new complex, 677 Washington Boulevard. No idea where that is. Doesn't really matter to me. Obviously, it is supposed to be state of the art. It's supposed to be much more better suited for all the things that they are looking for for the future. You know, better production quality, I'm assuming, is somewhere that get factored in there. Um, they will have a bigger workspace. So I kind of would assume that a lot of this money that they're getting from the Saudi Arabia deal and from the Fox deal even though some of that is going to obviously go to the wrestlers and the performers that, you know, draw in all the money, the actual product itself, they do need to build more for the infrastructure of the company and all that. And this deal that they've got going on with the Saudi Arabia thing, I know that it's kind of like blood money in a lot of ways, uh, but it does seem like that is something that they're really holding on to as a main driving force for the future. If they got $50 million or whatever it was for just doing those different two events that we had, the Greatest Royal Rumble and Crown Jewel, and if we're going to continue to make that kind of thing, then they're certainly going to be able to use that money for better things for the future. And, you know, that helps stabilize the company. It helps stabilize their position as the top global wrestling organization in the world. Uh, they're going to obviously be able to build more toward the future of the WWE Network, and for, you know, 10 years down the line, we're probably going to be looking at this as a big, big deal. Uh, they're not moving quite yet. They're going to move in 2021, so we're not going to see 100% the changeover for all these things until probably, I'm assuming, 2022. But even 2021, around that time, we might start seeing a little bit of changes as far as some of the shows that they're producing, maybe testing out some new things that they want to try. You know, I don't really watch the shows like Afterburn and all that, but I'm kind of assuming that that's going to be a little bit of a portion of that as well. And, you know, maybe those things are all going to go away. Maybe by that time, they're just going to have like one show and it's going to be like really produced well or something. I don't know. I don't really know how that goes, but they're going to have a five-year deal. It's going to be however many millions of dollars, you know, some insane amount of money that I would never be able to actually obtain in my entire life, so I can't even picture the damn thing. Uh, so it's something that we need to kind of keep our eyes on, you know? There is a potential that this is something that is going to be a big, big deal in the coming years. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on to an AEW story. Uh, they have been filing for some trademarks that they may or may not be able to obtain, 
It's actually unclear if they've been able to obtain the ones that they had filed for before, but I kind of assume that that's probably going to be the case. These, though, I don't know. Uh, one of the four, I got a feeling that they were going to be able to get, which is the Prince of Wrestling. And that may or may not be used for Cody Rhodes, or it may just be used, you know, for something else down the line. But it seems like it's more unlikely something that he would want to trademark and use in the future, kind of like how he's done the American Nightmare and the American Dream, that kind of a thing. Uh, but they have tried to get Bunkhouse Stampede, Bash at the Beach, and Battle Bowl. The interesting thing about this is that those three are actually WCW events. Uh, Bunkhouse Stampede was in uh, it was a Jim Crockett uh, promotions event that was from, I believe it was like the mid-80s or so. Let me double-check that real quick. 85 through 88 that they did. Uh, th there's no real strong tie with WWE when it comes to Bunkhouse Stampede. The only real tie-in that comes along with that is that it was sort of the reason why they uh, they kind of came about and started doing some other events in WWE. Um, but that one, I got a feeling more than any that they would be able to actually get. Now, just like everything else, uh, the WWE Network has an opportunity to showcase these events because WWE owns the footage for those. So, you know, AEW isn't going to be able to come in and say, hey, we own the trademark now for Bunkhouse Stampede and you can't actually do that anymore. Uh, tough shit, you know, but if they were able to get that, they could use that for a future event, kind of like what they did with All In and Double or Nothing, and they've got Fight for the Fallen. They could use Bunkhouse Stampede if they're able to get that. Bash at the Beach is one that I'm pretty sure that most people are the most familiar with if you followed WCW. It was the one that was beach-themed. That's where the whole Hulk Hogan and NWO thing ended up happening. And they ran those events for a number of years, uh, according to my notes right here, 1994 all the way through uh, 2000. So a lot of things when it comes to that, most of them in Daytona Beach. Uh, but, you know, almost all of them were in Florida, Fort Lauderdale and Orlando were two other ones. So, again, we got the whole Jacksonville type of thing. And, you know, Florida is one of those wrestling areas. So that's not too surprising to me in the grand scheme of things. Battle Bowl is more of an actual match than it was an event. They did do an event in 1993, but they had done the Battle Bowl idea, the whole concept of itself, in Starcade two previous years, 1991 and 1992, and then they did it again in the 1996 Slamboree. But when WWE brought them out, they haven't used Battle Bowl. And what's funny is plenty of other people have used Battle Bowl. I mean, OTW has had Battle Bowl and whatever like that. It's something that is such a generic name that I'm not surprised that WWE hasn't done anything with it. Uh, because they would like to have their own kind of concepts and stuff. But at the same time, I am surprised that they didn't try to do something with it. The lethal lottery thing, they've got their own kind of idea. I'm not um, going to be too surprised if AEW tries to get some kind of a trademark for lethal lottery. And as far as I know, that hasn't happened yet, but I'm not double checking all the trademarks. So if they are able to do this and we have AEW bash at the beach and all that kind of stuff, that would be pretty interesting. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if WWE blocked, at the very least, Battle Bowl, Bash the Beach, and potentially Bunkhouse Stampede. They might not care about Bunkhouse Stampede. They might not care about Battle Bowl. But I got a feeling that Bash the Beach isn't probably going to be one of the ones that they're going to be willing to let go. Prince of Wrestling, I would assume there's no 
conflict there, and they're just kind of like, you know, that that's Cody Rhodes. Uh, he'll just get that. But, yeah, AEW, Bash the Beach, AEW, Bunkhouse, Stampede, and all that. Kind of interesting, but to be perfectly honest, I'm not a fan. I want AEW to not feel like what TNA has felt like. And TNA, to their credit, they created their own ideas. They sucked, but, you know, Lethal Lockdown was not a former NWA event or, you know, um, I actually don't even remember a lot of them, like Genesis and stuff. They had a lot of, like, one-named events, and I've never been a big fan of that. But I want AEW to feel like its own thing. I don't want to feel like they're just trying to be WCW because there's so many things right now that make it feel like it's WCW or that it's TNA one thing after another. You know, the people that they're hiring, like bringing in Chris Jericho, very similar in a lot of ways to the way that WCW had brought in a lot of the other people that were older uh, back in the day from WWF. You bring in the Cody Rhodes kind of side of things and the Dusty Rhodes side of things, and you start bringing in, like, we're going to do Bunkhouse Stampede. It's a very... This is going to sound really mean. It's a very southerny type of sound to it, and I don't know if you would really want to market yourself as being something that's so, you know, branded. Like, you know, if you do something that's, like, I don't know, a little bit more global then a lot of people can identify a little bit more with it. And Bunkhouse Stampede sounds like, you know, we're going to go down to the boondocks and it's going to be the oh, a regular old Bunkhouse Stampede and then we're going to have a pie-eating contest, at least to me. That's how it feels. Something like Battle Bowl is very much more universal and everything like that. So I could totally see them going for that. I could totally see them going for anything because, hey, if they can own something that has some kind of value to it, then why not? But... The trademark stuff hasn't gone particularly well for AEW so far, so we're going to have to see how that all pans out. But uh, at the very least, I think Prince of Wrestling is going to go their way. Maybe Bunkhouse, maybe Battle maybe Bash at the Beach, but maybe none of them. Maybe just a mix. I don't really know. If we get AEW Bash at the Beach or something like that in the future, you'll know that uh, these hot tags were referencing that. So there you go. Let's talk about Brizongo. There seems to be a huge possibility that they're going to be splitting up. Uh, there was a tweet out there that Tyler Breeze had said that, you know, in, in reference to tag teams that don't necessarily get all that much credit, he was like, Breezang, uh, never mind. And their shirts are on clearance. And there hasn't been a lot of chatter about the fashion files returning or anything related to the fashion police, which is pretty interesting because once Fandango went down with that injury, they could have filmed some things. You know, his injury prevents him from wrestling, but it doesn't prevent him from standing there and delivering lines. The clearance stuff with the shirts is probably the best indicator. If they're going to try to get rid of that and unload it while they can, then, you know, Brizongo moves on to something else and Fandango moves on to something else. It would not be the worst thing in the world for them to split up, although... You never really want to go down that rabbit hole because you never know what's going what's gonna to happen, you know. Um, Tyler Breeze hasn't been doing all that well on his own. And even though he and Fandango weren't tag team champions or anything like that, they at least at one point were able to get some decent showtime and everything. Fandango and uh, Tyler Breeze, they both have a lot more to offer, I feel, than what WWE is willing to give them. And they are two people that are on my on my watch list for AEW. If they do not have a signed deal right now with the company, would not shock me at all if 
when push comes to shove, both of them end up leaving. Um, they're both young enough and talented enough, and they've got you know an established name to themselves, even though they're going to have to change their names, because guaranteed WWE owns Fandango. They don't own Fandango, the movie company, but you know what I mean. And they own the Tyler Breeze thing, but... You know, uh, they go under some other kind of a name. They go to AEW. I think that that might be the best thing for them. And if WWE is going to split them up, we could very easily see a scenario where they don't use either of them. And splitting them up doesn't serve any purpose. So another thing to keep your eyes out on. If you start seeing Tyler Breeze doing other things other than wrestling on main event and the house shows and stuff like that, might be another sign that maybe Fandango is not going to come back and be his tag team partner. Same thing with Fandango. If we see, like, some kind of a big change, like, he, you know, changes his hair or something like that, then that could be a good sign that he's splitting away from the tag team as well. Speaking of splitting, let's go with the two NXT stars that reportedly requested their releases, who are uh, Ricardo Miller and Stacey Urban Jr. What's interesting about both of them is that there were positives being said, not negatives. Ricardo Miller just got into this whole mix with one of the more recent groups of people that were joining the performance center. And if he was supposedly picking things up really well, why is he leaving? Very curious. Stacey Irvin Jr., the only thing that I've been able to find is that he had some kind of a concussion scare, and then that got him to request his release. Maybe they're giving them more time to actually reconsider because there hasn't been any formal announcement from WWE's end, but sometimes they don't do that as far as the NXT people go and the Performance Center recruits. Sometimes they just sort of let them fall by the wayside. Maybe they're going to stick around, maybe they aren't. With Ricardo Miller, for him to be that quickly in and out makes me feel like that's just it. You know, if if this whole thing is true, then he's done and he's probably never come back to WWE. With Stacey Irvin Jr., I mean, a couple days before this report came out, there were a bunch of things out there on the internet about how he was one of these people getting rave reviews. So that's very interesting. And I haven't been able to see either of them perform in any capacity, so I can't really judge whether or not I feel like this is a big loss or it doesn't really matter or maybe a positive. But uh, if they were getting some positive reviews, then that's kind of a shame. I would have you know, wanted to see what they had to offer. The Bella Twins are also claiming that they are done. They are declaring themselves retired officially. Evolution was the end. They have nothing else to prove until, of course, that changes. I don't buy this whatsoever. Nikki Bella now is the one that's saying that she's retired and that that's it for her and everything. I 100% think that this is just bullshit for Total Bellas. So I don't know when they're going to announce something. I'm assuming it's based off of the Women's Tag Team Championship, and I'm assuming it's after WrestleMania, but I will not kind of fall victim to the whole, let's work the internet and say something, and then, uh-oh, you know, we did the opposite type of thing when it comes to this, until at least maybe a year from now. If we go through all of 2019, and the Bella Twins have not stepped back foot stepped back foot stepped foot back in the ring at any point throughout that whole time then yeah maybe i'll consider the idea that there's a possibility that they actually are retired but with the women's tag team championship there i don't buy it i don't buy it at all speaking of tag teams look at all these uh 
little transitions I got going on. The Hart Foundation is going to be inducted in the WWE Hall of Flame, uh, Hall of Flame, bleh, Hall of Fame class of 2019. We talked a lot about the Hall of Fame with our Wrestling with the Past retrospective. Go back and check out that episode. So you will hear our opinions about a lot of the other things. So I'm going to just echo some of the things that I had mentioned there, which is I hate the idea that we have two-time Hall of Famers. So now this year, we're having three people that have already been inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is really stupid to me. I feel like this should have just been Jim the Anvil Neidhart. It should have been Bret Hart doing the induction and uh, Natalia accepting on Jim's behalf. But WWE, for some reason this year, feels like they want to induct a lot of tag teams and they want to induct a lot of people that have already been in there. So whatever. I don't know what's going on with that, but I think it's a, a stupid decision to make. Not inducting Neidhart. I think that that's a good decision. I think the whole it has to be as part of the Howard Foundation thing, that's just ridiculous to me. More on that somewhere down the line. I don't know. I mentioned before, I don't know if I'm going to do anything like a podcast about the Hall of Fame. I highly, highly doubt it since it's going to be a crazy week, but maybe I'll do some kind of a a chat on the Mega Maniacs, or maybe I'll post some kind of like live running thoughts sort of thing, some stream of consciousness. I don't know. Maybe I'll just like tweet a bunch. I don't know. Pay attention to that. You'll figure it out. I mentioned AEW earlier. Let's talk a little bit more about them with the idea that they have said that they really want Candice LeRae, and there is potentially some truth in the matter that Candice LeRae is interested in going to AEW. And I actually don't blame her all that much because she hasn't been used pretty much at all since joining NXT. She's been... She, like, let's put it this way. She has been used, but she's been used almost like a valet or a manager more than she has an actual performer. And she has performed on the live events and she's toured around and she's done some stuff here and there. But, you know, you got to kind of assume that she was going in here hoping to be an actual big part of this whole process. And instead, she's just kind of had a lot of backstage segments with Johnny Gargano. And that's not the best thing in the world for somebody who wants to have a career of their own. So if she were to go to AEW, I think that it would be a little bit foolish because then she is sort of leaving her husband high out to dry and potentially screwing up her career in WWE, which I'm sure in a lot of ways that that's what she was gaming, aiming for to begin with. And she also had that whole Royal Rumble spot. So, you know, I, I think that maybe that's something to hold off on. But if there has been discussions that she's really not going to get that much of a push or something, then maybe she wants to bet on herself and, I don't know, double or nothing. <laughs> no, I laid out it. Uh, just somebody to keep our eyes on again. If something happens down the line where some interesting tweets come out or something, then maybe she's going to be heading out there. I don't know. A uh, photo shoot with Rusev is something that just happened not that long before I started recording this. I recommend everybody checks that one out. I actually really like that episode. He came off very personable. I actually like Rusev himself a lot more now. I didn't dislike him before, but uh, Rusev is showing off a lot more of his personality. More and more he does that, and the more that I enjoy the guy. And I feel bad for him the more that that happens, too, because I feel like he deserves more than what the WWE is giving him. It seems like he's also a big fan of how he was able to be a babyface. And I don't know when they recorded this photo shoot, but it doesn't seem like it was super recently because we keep seeing a lot of things about Lana being salty and the idea that Lana and Rusev might leave for AEW. And I don't blame them either in that scenario. So I recommend checking it out. It's a positive 
episode. There's some laughs, there's some insight and some things, and there's some backstage footage and some outtakes and stuff. So yeah, thumbs up for me. Definitely see it rather than skip it. The final thing I want to talk about for this episode is something that bugs the living shit out of me every single time that it happens, which is that WWE decided that somebody's name was too long again, and no longer is Mustafa Ali Mustafa Ali. He's just Ali. Why the fuck do they keep doing this? You can't even copyright the stupid name. You can't copyright Ali and be like, that's it, we're just going to own Ali, and nobody else can be Ali for the rest of this the whole scenario. What's wrong with Mustafa Ali? If you don't want to call him Mustafa Ali all the time, have the commentators refer to him most likely as Ali, and just keep him as Mustafa Ali. I don't understand the insanity that goes down behind this. And some people, sure. Colin Cassidy, and you keep calling him Big Cass, and then you want to change him over to Big Cass. Hey, you know what? I'm fine with it. Big E Langston, you want to go with Big E. And the grand scheme of things, Big E losing the Langston didn't really matter. Elias losing the Samson, that one didn't really matter. Andrade, still think that that's stupid that he's just Andrade, especially since his song continues to say CN Almas. But, you know, Samoa Joe, is he just going to be Joe? It's the stupidest thing in the world that they do this, and I can only hope that this is going to be another Apollo Crew situation where they realize how dumb it is, and then in a couple weeks or a month or whatever the case may be, that they just keep him as Mustafa Ali. So stupid. I hate it with a passion. Maybe you guys like it. I don't know. If you do, drop a comment below and tell me why I'm wrong. But also, when you're doing that, tell me what you think about all these other kinds of hot tags. And stay tuned for everything else that's coming your way for the channel on YouTube. The best way to do that is to hit that subscribe button, ring that little bell, check off the notification alert, and you will get these emails that will tell you when these videos are posted. As I mentioned before, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with iTunes and Stitcher. So right now you're not listening to this on iTunes and Stitcher. The podcast side of things on that kind of platform is still being worked out on. I haven't been getting a lot of answers from the people that I've been trying to talk to about how to migrate over to a different platform. And that's really frustrating to me because I can't do anything until that happens. So I was hoping that I would have been done several days ago. And I haven't even gotten really started yet. So... I'm hoping that this is at least set up for WrestleMania time, but who knows? Who knows if it's ever going to happen? I don't know. But at the very least, the YouTube channel is not going anywhere unless I get some stupid copyright things, but you can't help with that. So make sure that you are following Facebook and Twitter at SmartOutMoment and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and that way you will be able to keep digesting this content. Make sure you tune in for the next thing that's coming your way, which is the mailbag for March. Got a bunch of questions submitted already, and we're kind of down to the wire now. Uh, it's Tuesday morning, essentially, when I'm recording this. So by the time you guys are listening to this on Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night, whatever the case may be, you're going to be kind of out of time a little bit because we have to <laughs> record this on Wednesday. But if you are able to squeeze something in, go ahead and submit those questions, and we will try to answer as many of them as we possibly can. Then we start into all the craziness of these next couple of weeks because I am going to get virtually no sleep from now until, uh, I don't know, 20-something of, of, uh, of April. 
and we're going to go into takeover predictions, WrestleMania predictions, the takeover and WrestleMania post shows. We're going to start talking about uh, eventually Smart Madness tournament is going to finish up and we're going to break down that whole tournament. So if you have not voted yet on this current round, go ahead and do that. Submit your entries for the Road to WrestleMania giveaway that we have going on right now where you can win a Funko Pop. And then we got the Superstar Shake-Up coming up after that. There's a lot of different things that are happening right now. As we head towards the 10-year anniversary for Smart Count Moment. Yeah, Smart Count Moment has been around for 10 years now almost. That makes me feel both happy and very awful. <laughs> very old. I hate feeling old. Uh, anyway, any of the things that are coming your way, you will find that all over the place. So just start clicking around and follow us all over the place on all the different platforms that we have and all the social media accounts and everything like that. If you want to show your support for us with the monetary side of things, hit up the Patreon and donate towards whatever the tiers that you are able to. Um, we've also got the Tee Public and Redbubble for the merchandise side of things. So there's shops for that. There's shops for a mango tees and there's shops for fanboys anonymous. That's another way for you to keep the lights on with uh, the spare change in your pockets. Fanboysanonymous.com is what I have for the geek culture side of things, movie reviews and, and the like. So check that stuff out. Follow the Facebook and Twitter and the YouTube channel over on that end of things. Check out what I've got going for my foreign objects as I constitute them on e-wrestling news and Bleacher Report. And uh, I don't know what else I have forgotten and what I've already said. So I'm just going to wrap this up now, everybody. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for all your support. Hit that like button. Share this with your friends. Do whatever you're going to do. And have a nice night. Have a nice day. Have a nice afternoon. Whatever you're listening to this. Have a nice everything. I will see you next time, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment. And I'm being counted out.